You're now entering a new dimension. Grand Risings, y'all. This is your boy, Seven Taylor, and we are on another episode of Seven Conversations, where we're all about creating community spaces. And if you can't afford therapy, come get your therapy here, girl. And if you don't have a good Judy telling you some good things in life, then I am the one for it. And I do have a lovely guest today that has been very active in community services, uh, practitioner, um, many, many different titles she go under. Uh, but I will say one thing is she's very a genuine soul. You can feel that energy through the phone, video chat, etc. And we actually came across each other last year in regards to a few interviews I've done with her. So further ado, I would love for my guests to introduce themselves. Hey, everybody. I am so happy to be here. Happy to be on Seven's podcast. Um, my name is Juju Blackman. That's uh, at Juju Blackman on Twitter. Um, I am, yeah, as Seven said, uh, pretty much a jack of all trades. But first and foremost, um, okay, I now. am a hoodoo high priestess. Oh, period. Um, <laughs> 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 and uh yeah that's that's who i am i mean what what else should i what else do you want to know something i mean you already said much you already you, you said you're a jack of all trades i'm a jack of all trades as well where is the trade <laughs> you know <laughs> but no <laughs> no but i love that i love that you are like for, well just a little backstory in regards to just how our union even came about um um one day i was just on well one day i just got an alert on twitter that i was included um, on an amazing website and um, I seen that it was so many different other people from different cultures being included and, and having that open availability for, uh, you know, LGBTQ spaces to be open and allow music to be played and, and you know, all those different things. And I felt like that was an amazing thing um, for one, just being randomly selected and then two, uh, for having someone that enjoy your content to put you in their own personal spaces because you didn't have to. Um, you could have played it thus, but, you know, you allowed me to be a part of your spaces and, you know, and vice versa. Um, so I always feel that it's a necessary thing to be of community to others as they are are unto you. Um, because many times we um, learn that a lot of individuals don't know how to articulate some things. Some people don't know how to articulate help. Some people don't know how to articulate uh, just wanting opportunity. Some people don't know how to articulate uh, feelings, emotions, or whatever the situation is, you know? So when you are being of community to others and you giving them that safe space, that safe ground for each other, that allows them to articulate things in such a different way that, you know, you, you have that communion, you have that safe haven, you have that instant connection. And far as, you know, with the Juju, we always had a very safe, open, interactive connection, you know, th thus since me being featured on her website. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I, I do feel like um, our relationship, our connection has grew over time in regards to just the many features of, you know, me being on your show, I, you was on my show, you know, back and forth, always supporting um, retweets, etc., um, and now you being on my solo podcast. Um, yeah. So my first question for you, because it's like so much I could, I could go into. Um, my first question for you is how do you feel about 
the modern age perspective on witchcraft? Um, well, first, first I have to reference the show that you were talking about, and I'm sure all of your listeners know mm-hmm. you are uh, also a rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in addition to all the spiritual work that you do. Um, and so first let me give some context. Um, I think what a lot of people don't realize about this pandemic is that it is, um, it is what we like to call a disabling event. Right. Um, and so that is going to speak volumes about the way that black people experience the pandemic. And so when, if black people are experiencing it in a certain way, then we know that black queer and trans people um, are experiencing it in a very specific way. Um, right. And so, and so at the beginning of the pandemic, um, you know, I was, I won't say that I was at one of the, uh, at a low point in my life, but mm-hmm. I had already started to do the work to try and figure out how I was going to, what, how do I say this? I was trying to figure out how to live, right? I was right. trying to figure out how did you like? Because I definitely recognized back in like 2013 that, you know, this whole thing called life is very, very different for black trans people and for black queer people. Um, and so, um, and so I decided to start Fierce Entertainment Media Network. And in addition to starting Fierce Entertainment Media Network, something that branched off of that was uh, what I like to call the Church of Midsummer for Hoodoo. Yes, come and, on. And so all of this, all of um, all of these sort of this this Fierce Entertainment Media is basically my like my 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 uh, my holding brand that kind of encompasses and consumes everything else that I create. Right. Um, and so Fierce Entertainment Media is a, um, it's a media outlet or a media network that I'm building in order to, uh, help black trans people at, at whatever stage that they are in their artistry. Um, right. So, so we mainly focus on independent grassroots artists who are just starting and who have very little resources. Right. Um, but I help those artists. I just, I love to just geek people up and really, you know, really give them that big head that they really need because, right. you know, when we start we to that. put these things online, you know, you, it's, it's difficult when you put your music on there and you're not getting any likes, you're not getting any retweets, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, there's so many of us here. Why can't we just give the girls what they deserve? And it's not like the people who have things on mainstream radio are doing any better than what the girls who don't have any resources are doing. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> Nine times we, out of ten is they, the, the ones that are ind- on an independent route like myself exactly. sound way better than the mainstream. Go ahead. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. But that company, um, so I so I built that company, but the, but the place that I built that company from um, mm-hmm. is from getting into hoodoo. Right. Um, <laughs> Uh, because for a long time, I didn't have any family or friends to give me that support that any artist needs to sort of affirm who they are. Right. So for a long time, Hoodoo um, was that friend was that friend for me. And so I've been practicing Hoodoo for about eight years now. Um, and that's been my rock. Right. Um, and so out of Hoodoo came Fierce Entertainment Media Network. Um, which is basically for the sort of enter- entertainment side of me and more business side of me. 
And then there's a church of midsummer uh, for where I, I teach. I teach, um, you know, my spiritual practice is and and my spiritual journey and who do to other black trans women and mm-hmm. black queer folks so that they can start to do these things for themselves. Um, and so uh, I guess, well, we can talk a little bit about witchcraft. You you are using the word witchcraft, which I rarely. Uh, you know, I'll talk about it on the internet. I'll talk about it with people who come to me and they want to know why I call myself a witch. Um, <laughs> right. But I, I do tend to avoid the word witchcraft, quote unquote witchcraft, is because it scares Christian folk, okay? <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> especially, especially black Christian folk. Um, but um, when I call myself a witch and when we talk about witchcraft, um, I am talking about it from the definition that it is explained in the Bible. You know, um, right. Christians say that witchcraft is is basically, you know, um, they always use the word gossip. Um, mm-hmm. They they use the word gossip and, God, what else do they say about witchcraft? Everything. <laughs> okay? What, I, what right. I know witchcraft and what I know witches to be are people who don't extend grace to others, okay? So, like, when right. you're a Christian, you know, they always say, turn the other cheek, right? Mm-hmm. Give people grace. Um, I call myself a, a witch is because a lot of the times I'm like, mm, them people, they don't really deserve grace right now. <laughs> like, we, we, first, before we extend grace, can we talk about the violence that is happening? Um, within the Christian communities, within the black Christian communities, oh, we're gonna get, even outside. We're going to definitely outside of those. <laughs> right. No, exactly. Yeah. No, we're going to definitely get into all those, uh, all those spaces and places in regards to everything. Um, okay. because, and I love that. I love, I love your explanation and I love, um, the way that you are navigating the conversation in regards to, I call it the craft. Um, if you, if you scare, if you, if you want to put witch in it, go ahead, put witch in it. I mean, you know, if you bold, be bold. Um, Absolutely. but if the craft feels better for you and, and it allows you to, you know, have a more mellow, uh, you know, assembly with it and do so. I mean, I know for myself, like just a brief history of me. So, um, many people <clears throat> have become aware that I am a medium. Um, medium, psychic, etc. I'm, I'm that so raven in the real form. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, I love that. And my mom, there's there's a lineages of witches in my family. Um, and my own mom in this current day, literally a phone call yesterday, is becoming more aware that she is a witch. You know, mm-hmm. um, because she is very spiritually gifted as well. You know, my gifts more so is I see visions. Um, I have spiritual communication all the time. Um, I, I just know things. I'm very empathic. Um, dreams was the first thing that ever happened to me in regards to premonitions before I even started having day premonitions where I'm not sleep. But again, like that's a raven, a vision comes to me and then I come back to reality and I'm like, oh shit, what was that? You know? Um, so it's like basically me being a gifted person in so many different areas of my life, um, it's it's a job to navigate in regards to perception and jealousy and all those different things and stuff like that. So I share I share to certain communities what they need to know. In other communities, I do the same thing because there's people that could digest Seven Taylor as the music artist, the brand, and then there's some of them that can't digest me as a medium and a, and a you know spiritual pra- practitioner and stuff, you know, so on and so forth, um, yes. because. 
a lot of people's minds are not universal. They're they're one they're one track minded. You know, they feel like, oh, you know, he raps, he sings, that's him. And then, you know, so what is this spirituality and where is what is this medium and spiritual readings and all that stuff like that? What is that? <laughs> you know? Um, until they get one and now they hooked. But that's for another another day. Um, but I would say that when you are dealing with individuals in regards to the Christian community, a lot of Christians, um, not all, but majority of them, they have a very one track mindset. And when I found out that the Bible was rooted um, and one rewritten to um, a how to train a slave manual, <laughs> basically, yes, um, I as a kid. I disconnected myself from, uh, from Christianity. Um, I didn't feel comfortable being at the church. Never knew why, but I just didn't feel comfortable being at the church. I've always questioned, um, even though they say, oh, you shouldn't question certain, certain things, but I've always questioned why God was this way and, 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 and why the devil was that. And, and, and then I even found out like through my own research and stuff like that, like, like there's a thing, there's, there's Lucifer, you know, and then there's, then there's the devil. The devil could be anyone. In any and anything that is of a negative uh, nuance to someone, yes. um, the devil is universal. You know, a bill not going in your favor, people be like, "Oh, girl, that's the devil." You know, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you see how easy they like they they put that position on. They they kind of try to categorize everything under this one thing. Lucifer is a different energy, a different aspect, a different deity. Um, um, he is someone as of, you know, high Venus, which is me, a Libra, and very high feminine energy. Um, and at this point, some people even view Lucifer as a woman, you know, and some people view Lucifer as a male spirit. Um, so it's like when you're dealing with people that are just in a one track mindset, it's very hard to, I say this, the programming, it's very hard to denounce someone's programming that's the same thing when it comes to trans rights and so on and so forth it's so hard to denounce someone's programming when it's already hard set exactly you know they feel like you know even down to the attraction of, of trans women and, and 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 gay men and so on and so forth there's there's always this outsider perspective of oh they tricked them Oh, they, they didn't tell them who they were. No, girl, they knew, they knew the teeth from the, from the, from the jump. You know? Yes. It's just more so about they wanted you to make, they wanted you to, um, be under this impression that they were the three blind mice. You, you know? Like, oh, I didn't know. You know. You know. <laughs> and that's a whole nother conversation as well. But, you know, Christ, Christianity to me has never been my savior. It's been something that was imprisoning my natural gifts. Um, it, it, it didn't allow my sexuality to express itself. It didn't allow me yeah. to express myself. Everything had to be a one, it's like a cult. <laughs> Everything had to be a, 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 a one type of knoll to go yes. by, you know? And, and I'm definitely going to ask you a little bit more about that as well with yourself, with your experiences with it. But I know for myself, when I was younger, I just didn't agree with Christianity. I've always questioned quote unquote God in different ways. Um, not in a, not in an abrasive, disrespectful way, but I just wanted to know what was this entity that we're praying to, you know, and why? Yes. Uh, and, and why do we give it so much energy in regards to our successes, <laughs> you know? Um, and it got to be the first thing to think and stuff like that. And I know even at one point, um, I was in that notion of, you know, when good things would happen in my life. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And then I started, 
I started realizing, well, what is God? You know, and 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 what is, what's my perspective on God and 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 religion and stuff like that? And I'm 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 not religion. I'm I'm, I'm a spiritualist. Um, <laughs> I don't do religion at all. Um, religion is remind me of them pants that you just don't want to wear, but your mom keep trying to make you wear them shits, <laughs> you know? Um, but in the horizons of, like I said, you being a voodoo, a voodoo uh, practitioner and, and, and a priestess and having your own, you know, and, and voodoo being a very, uh, controversial, uh, practice as well, because everyone thinks that someone that practiced voodoo, um, that they, they instantaneously going to put something on you. You know, they're going to put a hex on you or, or they're bad. They're bad. And it's like, those things are not bad at all. That's just perception. Right. You know, um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a bruja as well. So, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit here and put something on someone that that's non-deserving of it, you know? Uh-huh. And, and most times it's, it's a lot of you girls ain't even worth putting something on. That's energy and time to yeah. conjure up a spell and put it on someone, you know? Um, but what do you what do you feel about uh, the one set mind, or, you know, one track minded individuals that they'll hear you speak openly about your craft? And and do you get a lot of what type of feedback do you get from people? Or is it, you know, a lot of applause or is it more like, you know, what does that look like in your space? Well, it's just like you said, um about Christianity feeling like a prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do, I have to make the distinct with the, 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 the distinction. This is a huge conversation within the African traditional religion, um, community, right. um, online and off, but hugely <laughs> online right now, you know, we're in the pandemic. So everybody's online, Everybody online. Uh, but <laughs> I, I have to make the distinction between voodoo and hoodoo. Right. Now, like you say, Christianity felt like a prison, and because that is what it was um, back during slavery, and that's what it is right now. It has not changed at all. Right. What was happening on the plantation is um, is you would have slaves. They were being forced to go to these evangelical sermons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but one, you know, just one Sunday out of many Sundays that they had to go to this, they looked up and they realized that all of this stuff has been stolen from African spirituality, mm-hmm. the original origin origins of Christianity. And it was now being used against them to enslave them. So you are exactly 120% right. right. Christianity has been turned into a prison. Um, and largely, you know, from the beginning, from the Protestant Reformation to now, the right. Protestant Reformation happened way before, you know, um, actually, I think there was definitely some slavery going on during the Protestant Reformation. <laughs> but the Protestant Reformation is what started, what led Europeans to start to come to America and start to colonizing. Right. And so um, the Roman Catholic Church, yes, the Roman Catholic Church back in in European aristocracy, that's a, that is a, it's always been a system of control. The Mm -hmm. church has always been in conjunction with whatever monarch was happening over there. And it's all about control. And they brought that to America's. And so that is why it's a a huge part of black people's lives. Right. Now, (laughs) Even even outside of Christians, even the people who come to me for help, 
they still fighting their own demons. So right. they come to me thinking that they're ready to hear what I have to say, and they think they, they're ready to learn what I have to say, right. but they don't be ready, of course, because and we, we're all battling those demons um, that are the things, like you said, the devil is universal, and so there's a lot of demons, and there are a lot of devils that are controlling us right now. And right. so hoodoo is a way to navigate that because if you don't have that sort of indigenous black indigenous um spirituality or technology in your life then yes Mm -hmm. you will be controlled by the media you will be controlled by you know the powers that be and so you need something like hoodoo to to sort of help you navigate that now i will say that christians (laughs) they they're um Hoodoo, <laughs> we, we had to, we had to, um, we had to say it was Christianity, you know, at right. one time in order to hide ourselves from it. And so things got mixed up. But, you know, yeah, but you know old school Christianity, you have your seers and your prophetess and your evangelists, you know, mm-hmm. uh, deacons and the nurses, what have you. They all, uh, at one point, they were all huge, big on having these supernatural powers. You know, they'd be like, I'm a seer or, you know, I'm a healer. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have heard in the church, in the black church, people talk about supernatural provision. Right. Um, that is all, that's all hoodoo. Right. But it's sort of mixed up. It got mixed up in the funk with, with Christianity. Um, so, yeah. So yeah. when it comes to people who, who have naysay, you know, it's really on an individual basis I have to use my spirituality to figure out where they are and tangle in this mix to help them get out of it. Yeah, that's true. Because the thing is, that's like anyone's perspective on the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, there's so many different subdivisions and different spaces that people are operating themselves in and identifying with and, and, and are choosing not to identify with, you know, um, and there's outsiders that come into our community. Um, and they tried to create subdivisions and oh, that's Absolutely. that. And nope, nope. Cause you look that way and nope, because how do you got this and you got that, but you're trying to become this, you know? So it's like, that's what Christianity does to any culture. Exactly. It goes that's in, exactly what it does. Right. <laughs> it literally goes into those cultures and spaces and try to create these different subdivision cultures. And I always say YT individuals are are the reproduction of that because they went to everyone's culture, Asian, black, etc., and and created subdivisions in our culture for them for them to be yeah. able to digest. They're still it. doing it today. Yeah. And they're still Absolutely. doing it today. And yeah. it's like it's like the simple thing of slang and, and, and certain terminology. Yep. We yep. say misappropriation. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when you have white people, um, you know, this and this is why you know, I I can be around white people, right? We have to be around white people right. in our everyday. Even some I mean, of my, my friends, apartment building, they I have, definitely got they it. Have white friends, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but what what sometimes I have to tell people to watch out for is when you have white people taking your culture, mm-hmm. um, you have to know that at some point they are going to switch it up on you. It becomes, oh, let me touch your hair, and oh, let me try out this slang or this AABE. And right. and then it's it's turned into something else. They they start to, you know, white people don't need to be making money off of 
black hair or yeah. black languages. That's when it becomes something else. That's when it starts to mirror what was going on in slavery. Right. White people <laughs> making money off of black culture. And so that's where things start to down. get mixed up. <laughs> yeah, that's where things start to get mixed up. And you're like, okay, this is no longer... Our this shit. used to be something for for black healing. Like, this used to be something that gave me healing. Something that I went to to get away from my oppressors. And right. now my oppressors are selling it to me. So... Like it's not the same thing that it was anymore. <laughs> no, it's it, it, it's not, and it and, and it's okay. So listen, <laughs> the thing because it's like it's so much so much to talk about in regards to those things. But when you when you have something that is, let's talk about this. Let's say your culture is just known for apples and and and. And growing in different types of apples, like green apples, red apples, and in-between apples. And then you have someone that's not used to harvesting growth and all those different elements in order to produce those things. Come in and try your products. And they're, oh my gosh, you know, let me go tell my friend. and Let me go tell another friend. Let me go tell another friend. And they bring their crowd of people to your place yeah. of business. And next thing you know, you walking down the street and there's a a new apple shop on the street. Yeah. And every last apple that you've created, they have it there now. Even the ones yeah. that you solely know that you only knew the recipe to that. <laughs> yeah. That's so how it becomes something completely different. Mm-hmm. You're like, how did you do that? You don't have my secret. So, right. So you had to do some artificial, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and now you're tainting now, now because you have something new, you're tainting. Right. What the real thing is. Right. You know, it's not, it's not the same, but you out here, selling it and flexing it as the same thing (laughs) exactly like you're 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 making what i feel and how i view myself um as this non uh exclusiveness because now you're in my culture taking things using things and applying certain things that you you there there's a certain respect to it you know, there's a certain yep. way that you cast spells. There's a certain things that you don't do in magic. Um, you know, there, there, there's certain there's certain rules and regulations, even though there is no rules and regulations, but we all still go off of certain guidelines with things. Yep. Um, yeah, and that's the thing about colonialism. Um, and you, that's just the thing about living as a Black person. This is kind of the work um, or my studies that I'm focusing on right now. Come is, on, studies. There's <laughs> learning... <laughs> Girl, let me tell you, (laughs) it's it's learning that um, black liberation, and I think that you said this, I think you said this, uh, yeah, about the, about Christianity being, about Christianity being a prison, but I'm learning Mm -hmm. that what it means for black people to have life and for black liberation, and what I really mean is just for black people to enjoy luxury things, you know, just for black people to be comfortable and be like, okay, this is, the, the car that I want. This is the food that I want. Right. For black for black people to be in a mode where they're not just surviving. Right. Um. It, we have to give ourselves in ways that explicitly is feeding into our oppression. You You want to know something? Just just, just 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 to uh, and I want you definitely to continue to keep slamming this conversation. Um. I always think about the interview with another fellow practitioner, <laughs> Azealia Banks. <laughs> uh, someone that's very problematic. Um, but it's one interview that she did do a few years ago that 
she was just like, y'all niggas are everywhere. <laughs> you know, talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> talking about Child, that's, and you know, I, you know, I love AB. I love Mazalia. I'm, I'm on the outskirts with her right now. I'm so upset I, yeah, with her. Right. Because she, because she knows what she, she knows. And, she knows. Because, yeah. I, and because Azalea is, Azalea is that girl. Azalea is the witch. Azalea is a huge reason why I really, really stepped into a lot of hoodoo. I'm like, if Azalea right. is out here doing her thing and she, you know, doing her bra, then I'm going to go ahead and do it too and be free about it. Right, and, exactly. And so, you know, I was just really caught off guard when she did the whole transphobic thing. I think it was a way for her to maintain some rep some relevance but i'm i'm still i'm still upset with the girl about that I yeah I, I, like, and we, we we definitely <laughs> will navigate her her in the conversation at some point as well but i i always think about you know in, in regards to that that i had to get it out because i was like i kept hearing it in my head of her to say yeah everywhere <laughs> they, <laughs> but, no, they are everywhere but they, they are everywhere and it's like we it's, are in a prison yeah we, uh, listen listen and and it's it's so much it's Oh, child, it's it's so many ways this conversation can go in regards to just the outer elements. Because I don't think people understand the outer elements of what this really is, what this thing is we call life is. You know, the program yeah. it is, the the the, yeah. the 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 nuance of it. Like I don't think people are really grasping it. I think people are too caught up in the materialistic side of things. That yes, it's those, true. You know, it's true. Right? Yeah. Yes, those things help you. Yes, those things can help you in regards to what you need to get help in. Um. I always say this because I am of divine light and I am connected to the source and the source themselves told me I'm a universal spiritual connector. A few months ago, I randomly, they randomly told told me that in my ear. Um, I know that I'm always taken care of while I'm navigating this earth, you know, yes. no matter where I go, I can make gold, you know? And yeah. once you know that and you crack that, that coal with things, you don't got shit to worry about. Yes. You yeah, know, spirit will take care of you, yeah. you know, um, especially if you have genuineness, especially if you are, especially if you are being of community to others and stuff like that, of a genuine spirit, you will be taken care of. You don't have to yeah. worry about things. I have many times where I'll probably be like, I'll, I'll have something in mind. I'll like, oh, I got I to do that or I got to pay that, da, da, stuff like that. Next thing I know, the next day I wake up, maybe an hour later, most times an hour later, I got someone already on bling, bling, bling to hit the phone. Book something. Yeah. Da, 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 yeah, da, da. but you know what you know what the issue is? You know what my issue is? Um I'm a Pisces. And oh, okay, so Pisces. The, the Pisces girls are we're the oldest of the zodiac. And so mm -hmm. we're kinda like we're kinda like girl. I don't know if you ever heard <laughs> folk talk about <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard folk talk about like um firstborn daughters and like the abuse and the trauma that firstborn daughters carry yeah and black families but that's kind Listen, of what that's a whole that's like. a whole nother one too but yes that's I know a whole about. Nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because but, I, I i openly talk about that as well about the different yeah. vert but we're gonna get listen go ahead i want you to continue yeah. though i want you to slam the this. girls um we hold everyone else's uh sort of like karmic uh evolution right and so you definitely have to get to a point to where you're like, to where you know, once you learn it for yourself, because the universe, God gives it to you in their own time. But right. once you, once you, you will eventually learn that 
you are here by divine right and ordained by spirit. And that means that you are entitled to all of the riches that that comes with. All of the riches. Um, all of the bitches. My issue is that <laughs> I'm still like, no, girl, I need to take everybody else with me. I can't just go and do it by myself. Like, so do you feel, do you I feel like your, do you feel exactly. like your, do you feel like your right. community work in, in, in general, not, not to stop you, but do you feel like your community work in general? Do you feel like sometimes you don't have a discernment of your community work because you are trying to bring everyone to that divine, that divine uh, light? It's been so difficult. This is exactly the crux of my work now. And um, and unfortunately, ugh, I hate to do, you know, appearances and, and do other collaborations while all of my things are down. You won't be able to go to the Fierce Entertainment Media site right now, but right. you can follow it on Twitter um, at Fierce, E-N-T media i think that's the handle or just just find my just find me on twitter at juju blackman and i have all of um my twitters for my other companies fierce entertainment media and the church of men some are there um but um Oh, I, I lost it. What was what, what well, spirit? Spirit, is, spirit has told me that you in the process about community, right? About community. Um, that's the crux of my work right now. Right, is trying to figure out um, what I can give to build my brands, but still um, have community there. And I mean, that's pretty much the basis for most black content that you see today, like insecure. Um, the HBO show Insecure is literally just about, you know, black people trying to navigate between the come up and the community. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's like this tug of like, OK, I'm sorry, like I cannot continue to just survive. Like, right. No, no that's like, true. Nobody, nobody wants that for the rest of their life. You know, I can't just continue to struggle like this. But the yeah, only way to get outside of that is you do have to sort of turn your back to where you came from um so it's really hard but what i'm doing is i'm trying to navigate that that tug and i'm 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 i have to find my confidence and know that the reason why i'm here why god put me here is because i am strong enough to sort of pull those things together be able to bring my community into the blessings that i'm also receiving i i, I love that you said that and i love so you you, you said a few pivotal things um, that I'm gonna just like bring that bring that shit right back on. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Bring it right back, DJ. Um, do it like it's your V day, you know. But, <laughs> but um, okay. But no. Um, shout out to Jocelyn. But no. Um, I, I love that you said it. You know, you have sometimes you have to turn your back on certain avenues of self or, or certain communities that probably just don't like. I mean, I had a at an early age, turn my back on Christianity because, girl, that's not for me. You know, yeah. I had to go more into the universal perspective, which which is where I reside at, you know, and it makes sense that I am a medium and I am um, um, coexisting between the physical and spiritual world all at the same time because I've allowed myself to be a vessel in regards to tools of other people's uh, transformations and um finding insight on their craft and if they choose to practice or not. And I've had a lot of clients, even new clients, reoccurring clients and stuff like that, that um, with my spiritual practices and, and readings and stuff like that, they found a nuance of self and what that looks like. And they, they got the recipe of everything is obtainable and there's nothing off limits. You know, there's like the world is literally a playground. And I understand that a lot of people are still trying to survive 
Um, But once you get out of survival mode um, and get out of that process of thinking, then you can get into a more homebody mode where you know, like you said, you have nothing but uh, privileges to the riches of this earth. You know, and there's a lot of people that are trying to navigate a space of getting out of survival mode and they they just don't know how it looks. Sometimes we don't know how things look. It's so funny because it feels so hard, but once you get there, you like, that's it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, 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 I could attest to that because like you said, you're like, damn, that's, that was it. I could attest yeah. to that when I, okay. So, you know, quick backstory of myself a few, few years ago when I was kicked out by my mom, um, in regards to just a needing of, um, of, of, of a clash of, of personalities and, you know, people just not being my favor. Um, I had to find my own way. And my own way was I, I got booked to perform in New York. Uh, I was p- performing at the, um, solely Met Gala and I was there with, you know, celebrities and things and stuff like that. And I was, you know, having a, the, the festive time of my world. I was part of New York World Pride and all that stuff like that. Um, upon my return back to Connecticut, um, that's when the whole, thing having my mom you know kicking me out for the second time for no for no apparent reason but it was a reason in regards to universe um so i accepted that pill the money i did have in my account at the time i put myself in a hotel um as much as i could i still was in that nine to five life i'm now i am now solely um self-employed and and you know i I launched my own businesses and things and stuff like that which i'll talk about that as well this for people that is looking for a a visualization of someone that got out of survival mode it became beast mode you know with themselves became a, a, a brand you know um but what i would say is that when i was navigating those lower realms of spaces of like okay i'm i'm uh, I'm, I'm having survival weight happening. I'm having survival funds happening. I'm having, I'm going to that job that I was working and I'm not really speaking about what's going on in my actual life. I'm just here. I'm taking as many hours as I can. I'm working myself. I'm, I'm keeping my horizons up. And then I finally started landing my apartments and things and stuff like that shortly after. Um, and at each place I went to, I was able to take a layer of that trauma off. You know, each each place that I, I, I found a community of myself at, I was able to like cry or I was able to release or whatever the situation is. Because I know that when you are in survival mode, it's so hard for you to be of uh, abundance with your emotional yeah. body because you don't you sometimes you just don't got time for it. Sometimes yeah. you like, girl, suck it up, <laughs> you know, yeah. because you, 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 you can't fall short right about now because you are the only person that you're dependent on. You know, I, I can't, I can't allow depression to, to step in the, the room right about now. I can't allow my emotional confliction with my family to step in the room right about now. I am, I, at that point, I was in survival mode and survival mode was like, everybody get the fuck out of my way. Cause I'm about to make a way. <laughs> and I did. Um, but it's like, I understand in every person that I've experienced that was having similar experiences like myself, you know, once I got out of that, um, cycle. Um, I was a community to them. I house people. I let people, you know, stay the night in my house. I, you know, let them come a few days or whatever the situation is. I did that as long as I could until I felt like I, I need my space now, you know, but I, I did it. 
I did it when spirit told me to do it. And the time that I did do it, it was pivotal for each person that I did help in regards to homelessness and so on and so forth. Um, so that's another thing too. When spirit leads me to do things, um, to talk to random strangers, et cetera, to, to be of community, to open my home, et cetera, I do it, um, because I know how it feels to know that someone does have the space, but they won't give you that space, you know, yes. because they, 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 they actually like that they think you want this pitfall with yourself, you know, and, um, a lot of individuals will be on that space with you where they think, oh, they going downhill. Yes. Let's kick them. You know, let's, 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 let's make them feel even more bad about themselves. Um, so I do say this to anyone that is listening that, uh, that is in a survival, um, stage as, you know, Juju just said, once you get over the hump and the hump really is just shifting your mental. Once you get over that hump and once you understand that everything is obtainable and that life is not problems, life is challenges and you conquer them every day. Um, you will, once you accept that in your reality, the door, the sesame door of, of life opens up because we only view the parallels as long as we want to view them. So if you only viewing yourself in a, I'm surviving mode, then you will always be in a survival mode. You got to view yeah. yourself in, I'm, I'm ready to evolve. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of going check the check. I'm tired of scratching pennies together. I'm tired of, 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 of having limited resources in regards to my transition and so on and so forth. And, you know, anything that may have be of, of a pivotal moment, um, to anyone, it's, it's time for you now to get to a place that you are accepting this, but you knowing that this is not the end all. This is not your yeah. last, you know, it's not your last step. And, um, I definitely wanted to get more into your story as well in regards to those things as well. Um, just because I, I, I see openly you are someone that has just been an advocate of just safe spaces and creating safe spaces and, and finding your own, um, housing and, and all those different, um, uh, adequate things and stuff like that. I mean, I even know for myself, um, years ago, I did an interview and I spoke about my temporary homelessness. And, you know, and my, my temporary homelessness was like, you know, after the, after the funds for the hotel ran out, I was just going out post to post. Yeah. Um, and I, and, and spirit, was guiding me around people that weren't of my kin, but enough that I wasn't in no danger being in there, you know, in their inner spaces, you know, I wasn't mm-hmm. violated or anything like that. Um, but I know in other people's situations, those things do occur, Yeah, you know? Um, and I, and I had, a, and I was holding down a nine to five. So I was able to always pay where I lay, you know, and, but every, yes. everyone's situation is different. Um, I do want to say, we're definitely going to break this up into a part one, part two. Um, cause I, I still want to share community with you and I don't want it to be a cutoff. Um, okay. and we really didn't get into the jush, um, but we still got a good old, what, 20 or so minutes on this recorder before I have to <laughs> upload another tape. Um, okay. but I do want to ask you in regards to your journey, what, what is the Juju, um, black men, um, story? Like what, what, where does she come from? And, and, and what, what was her, um, introduction to independence and survival? Um, and I'm actually, I'm learning more about baby Juju now than mm-hmm. I've ever known before. Um, oh yes. Let's, 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 let's know about that. Being in community, I'm learning so much more about critical race theory and class Mm -hmm. and 
while my family is from the west side of Chicago, right. um, very humble beginnings, my mother and my father came from, one thing that I had to realize about myself is that my mother, and see, this is the magic of my mother and my father. Right. Um, my, um, my mother was in college. She pledged uh, Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority. I don't know if a lot of black people know. That is, that's magic. There is magic there. There is, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call it witchcraft, but you know, when you do something like pledge a sorority, you are you're taking oaths, you're doing rituals, you're doing you're magic like a that part is of a setting cult. the tone. Absolutely, that's setting the tone for where you like to move in your life. And right. my father, um, on the other side, is a Freemason. You know, mm. there is so much magic there. I so we much. Won't get into, <laughs> we won't get into that. But yeah, they yeah. they um, they definitely set a lot of spells and mantras and intentions into my life, and so I had to realize that um, you know while they grew up on the west side and while he, I even spent some time on the west side, that um, I'm actually you know I don't I don't even I'm not even coming from the same background as many of the people that I want to help. I'm coming from a more middle-class background because by the time that I was in sixth grade, my mother and my stepfather, you know, had bought a $300,000 house. Mm. Um, and so um, what happened though, what kind of set me back and, and humbled me because I really had the opportunity to be a really bougie black person okay (laughs) like like, um uh my high school i I went to a high school with all white kids and 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 the suburbs but the thing about my coming of age story the thing that'll let you know is that a lot of the a lot of the middle class and like bougie aesthetics that i grew up with were really my parents faking it until they make it Mm. is um my mom she was using the uh, child support from my dad to pay my way through this high school, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so people like to think, oh, well, you were, you know, you were fortunate enough to live in this home and to go to this suburban school uh, with all these white kids. Like, like, no, my mama was, we was faking it until we made it. And I really didn't understand back then that she was using uh, child support to pay. I would have said no, like, hell no. no. Especially knowing what I know now about that school. And I, I didn't learn anything at that school. Right. And I didn't learn anything at that school but anti-blackness. Okay? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> and so... He was like, thanks, yeah, mom. Me, yeah, exactly. What humbled me is that, you know, I, I floated through high school because... It was it was a whitewashing. I I was numb to it. I didn't know how to articulate it. But I, what I was going through was this whitewashing and this conditioning. You know, to put a black child in that type of setting without them knowing any real critical race theory or really just know you know the backgrounds of slavery or whatnot. You know, in this school they were teaching me that the Confederacy was okay. You mm. know what I'm saying? And so there is just a, I was literally in an institution that is that prison that we were talking about earlier. Right. Um, But let me, (laughs) let me speak this up. Um, So fast forward to college, you know, I had just been skating through school and I was going to just move through life. And, you know, I was telling myself, yes, I'm going to be a cis 
hetero male. That's how I'm going to live my life because, you know, that's how, obviously, that's the environment that I was raised in. Obviously, this is what my mom and my father want me to be like, so this is what I'm going to do. But I got to college and I met all the other black queer people. And I said, oh, hell no. These people are gay as hell. There is no way. (laughs) I said, these girls will not show me up. I know I'm a bad bitch and that's what I'm about to be. So that's really the start of my journey to where I said, okay, I'm coming out. And it's all downhill from there. So I've been like, (laughs) that's, that's, that's when just like everything fell apart and... And it's just been like a I call slow... it, I call it the rebirth. I call it I call it yeah. the, the the dismantling yeah. one system to yes. to create your own um life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I decided to create my own life, but then by life that was, you know, thriving in right. anti blackness, it completely crumbled, it completely fell apart. And so I had to learn as a black queer person what it meant to live. And, you know, that's about ten years of work. Um, of me finding a spirituality and then mm. and then learning that there's an actual language for that spirituality and hoodoo right. and that's that is what has propelled me to where I am today so yeah it's definitely that rebirth story and now I'm back to you know a high place in my life to, you yes. know where I'm laughing and loving again yes thank you very much so yeah that's my story I mean, well, well thank you so much for sharing your story Um, because I, I feel like you know we haven't had that many intakes of personal nuances of like how how did how did you know how did juju become juju how did seven become seven um so we're kind of like learning through this space right about now how we navigated those uh challenges through life and dismantling someone else's system and creating something that we are just at a universal standpoint with self like we're not even i'm not even in nobody's system girl i am i am the system (laughs) you know exactly um but I, I do feel that, you know, even you said, you said a pivotal thing about learning about baby juju, um, because most times when we do get to a safety space or a safety net of self, we do start to revisit trauma. We do start yes. to revisit. Um, we have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we start to revisit trauma. We start to revisit things that was taught in a household. We start to revisit the lies that parents told us. And in regards yes. to uh, neglect us from our own uh, capture of freedom. Yeah. Um, you know, just, and it, it was simple lies, just some simple, li- simple lies that did very big impacts on, on someone's psyche. Um, yeah. uh, but they always say, oh, it was just for your safety. No, it was really for your safety. I'm, I was fine. Okay. You know, I was fine <laughs> doing me. <laughs> Listen, girl, I've been here a few times spiritually. Yeah. This ain't my first life. Uh, you know, so it's like, um, when you, when you start to understand that you are, literally the creator of your life like you know once you once you get here and you and your your soul get into the body um everything that you do is 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 based on you and yeah. <clears throat> there's a parallel of you doing different things all coexisting all simultaneously at the same time um and like i said as i said i don't think people be ready for conversations with me because my shit go a little beyond the basic <laughs> Um, so it's like when, if I'm going to speak with you, let me speak with you. Let's, let's have some open, you know, horizon of conversations rather than speaking about basic things. I don't really care about what the next celebrity is doing. Um, let's talk about how you're navigating this space called life and, and what goals are you creating for yourself and what goals are you accomplishing? And and how did you take yourself from shit to sugar? You know, how did you have that nuance happen with you? 
um, because we'd be so dedicated and so um, big on stand culture um, that you're watching your faves succeed and do what they got to do. But yet you are still sitting in the same spot since 2014, Yeah, you know, and how that becomes detrimental, you know? So I do like the likes of artists that do tell their fans, go to school and, and, um, go for your dreams and do, you know, because some people just want you to be, to stay a, a fan of theirs, Yeah, you know, just give me your money and, 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 and stay a fan, you know, not, not, not be a fan and, and, and support me and, and, and go 10 times hard for your own dreams. I feel like that's where the stand culture has that reversal of effect on someone's life. Because I know, I know 30 plus year old people that, haven't got anything accomplished because they just dedicate themselves to going to every last concert, um, getting every last merch, um, buying every last CD. You know, it's like you, 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 you neglect yourself to allow someone else to, to soar. And I always say this, the only way I could be a community to myself is that I give myself the same permission, spaces, time, opportunities as I give other individuals. Yes. I'm never going to neglect myself a chance to soar because, absolutely, you know, because, and as I said, I'm like, a lot of people are, a lot of people are brainwashed in different ways in regards to these celebrities. And I'm like, their life is happening and your life is happening at the same time. You have the same opportunities that you could create for yourself to get things going for yourself. Please do not spend your whole life being a stand. Right. You know, please don't spend your whole life being a critic of other people. You know, like, you know, like get things going for yourself. Go for your dreams. You know, it's okay to support your, your fave artists, but do not get in this bad dream of, damn, but I want to do music. Damn, I want to write a book. Damn, I want to own my own business. You know, and you just don't do it because. You feel like it's far-fetched for you, but for her or for him, you see it for them. Yeah. You know, you got to see it for yourself, too. You got to be of community to yourself as well as you are to others. And I would never deny myself the same opportunities I'm giving someone else and not give it to exactly. myself. You know, like I, I wanted that to be very out of spirit. Let's put that on my mind to tell the, the listeners, like, we got to make sure that we are going hard for ourselves as well. Because yeah. I see y'all on Twitter arguing about all these different artists and their accolades and everything they did, but what the fuck have you done? You know, what have you created? What goals of yours have you crossed off? Because if we, if you want to sit here and be on Twitter chatting, at least get a check for it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, no, no, no shade, no tea, but it's just like, I, 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 I feel like it's, it's prevalent because I know as you know, LGBTQ culture, we are the most supportive culture and we are the most creative culture. And why can you only see that person winning, but you don't see yourself winning? Why do you, why do you give those people the opportunity to be beautiful and, and talented and et cetera? And you got the same, the same resources in you, but you don't see it. Yeah. There are a few people that, there are a few people I know who are, um, even more quote unquote successful than right. I am. People who have, um, nine to fives and they are making a lot of money, right. but they're still coming to me and they're asking what's missing from my life. And why do I feel like 
Because they're not on their life path. And why am I anxious? And, right. and my first question is, do you really love your job and do you really love what you do? Exactly. <laughs> it's like you are a fan of you're a fan you're a fan of Real Housewives, you a fan you a fan of B and you know, you put you make all this money and then you put it into their lives and but but ask yourself why you look up to these people, why you are entertained by these people. Right. Um, do their lives seem like something that you want to do? Exactly. And yeah, a lot of people have this idea that so that, that, that like celebrity cultures and entertainment is something separate from living life. Exactly. You know, those people are just living their lives to the fullest. They, that's why you're so entertained by it because they're just living their lives by the fullest. That doesn't mean that you, that doesn't mean that everyone else doesn't have the opportunity to be what celebrities are. The division there is, is the issue. <laughs> right. No, yeah. The, the division there is, yeah, is definitely the issue. And it's, it's the fact that, it's the fact that you thought that you couldn't navigate that space. And that's, yes. that's, and that's why I'm so hard and, and so brutal. Um, and, and not brutal in that that retrospective, but brutal with people that are in my circle and even my clientele, I'm very honest and very transparent and very disciplined with them because I'm like, I know you can do it. I just need yeah. you to see yourself doing it, you know, yeah. visualization. And I said, why is it so easy for you to go to these concerts and buy all this merch, these high ass expensive merch? <sighs> Let's talk about it. And, you know, <laughs> You know, y'all buying T-shirts that's fifty dollars, and it's, it just got a, a girl. I would go to somebody's somebody's damn sweatshop and, and and have them make it for me for damn ten dollars. You know, exactly. It's not yep. that serious. Yeah. It's like you got to be of community to yourself, and it's like y'all y'all fall into this stand culture, and yeah, you, your life goes on idle mode because it's all yeah. about that person, and that's the same thing. That's like working with a deity. You know, and, 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 and some deities you work with, they're, they're, they're privy on life and they want you to grow and, and evolve. And then there's some deities that you work with that they want praise all the time. You know, it, it, it depends on what deity you're working with, what, what spirit that you're dealing with and stuff like that, or what spirit, what spirit, there's a spirit for everything. There's spirits for wealth, growth, et cetera, sex, everything. Like there's so many different subdivisions in the spiritual community when you actually start practicing and working with actual, um, deities. Um, but then at the same aspect, if you are, if you're not doing anything with the resources that you're getting from these deities, all you're doing is just refilling a glass. It's like, you know, yeah. you're working like, you know, let's, let's hypothetically say you're working with clonic. Uh, you know, I worked with clonic before. That's, that's someone under Lucifer's, you know, lineage and, and, um, he's all about, uh, wealth and, and bringing opportunity to you and things and stuff like that. And I started working with him months ago. Um, um, but, and I realized that he was a very helper in bringing forth a lot of clientele. Um, so what you do with that, you just capitalize off of it. You bring, you, you start branching that branch you start making different departments, sales, et cetera, interactive, you know, you capitalize off the moments you, you be resourceful. So when I do work with him again, um, I already know what he's given and I already know what I have to give, you know, in order to make it a success. Uh Um, so it's like when you think about these celebrities as deities, y'all giving them, y'all got them on your walls, y'all praising them, y'all, y'all, y'all at the drop of the dime, you're ready to defend them. What are, what are you doing with that energy for them that you're not doing for yourself? You should be on your own wall then, you know, you should, you should be talking about yourself 
um, in third person, you know, whatever, however you want to do it to make yourself be in a position of being able to win and whatever your version of winning is, because everybody's version of winning is different. You know, for myself, it was me to transition from the nine to five life um, and, and, and launch seven Taylor productions, which I've done um, a few months ago, get a clientele I got, uh, work on different subdivisions of my creativity, so spiritual shop, uh, music, et cetera, stuff like that. Like I've been doing me, you know, I've been, I've been in the streets since 2014. So as I got out of high school, um, but I had to see it for myself first. Um, but I will say we are about to go into the second segment, um, part two of this show. So I'm going to stop this one and we will jump into the next one because we are coming to a little stopper. <laughs> okay, cool. So I'll give you like a little break and then we will shall return. Okay, cool.